You're tuning in to the Welcome to Motherhood podcast, the series that helps to make motherhood easier, one podcast at a time. I'm your host, Natasha Suttle, mum of four, midwife, educator, terrible housewife, and huge advocate for ditching the mum guilt. Find advice for all your motherhood questions from birth onwards. So here we go, let's get into it. So today I have the pleasure of interviewing the amazing Jenna Affleck, who runs Beyond Birth Doula. Jenna is a postpartum doula, mum of four, who runs post-birth planning classes, motherhood groups, and is a brilliant business owner. Growing up attending mother's groups with her own mum and then with her own children has absolutely shaped her career path that she's on now. For those feeling a tad confused about what a post-birth doula does, all will be revealed in a minute. So let's get this quickfire interview rolling in firstly. Jenna, welcome and thank you so much for coming to the show. We are going to get right into it. As with all my podcast episodes, we cater for the time poor mum who doesn't have hours to spend listening per episode. So we're going to aim to fire this out in about 20 minutes if we can contain the chatter. So first and the most obvious question for listeners out there is what is a postpartum doula and welcome, Jenna? Thanks. Thanks for having me. So a postpartum doula is a lady who supports the mum, primarily the mum and the family after the birth of their baby. A lot of people know what a doula is, um, one that supports the birth. But yeah, postpartum, they support the family afterwards after they take their baby home. Wow. I feel like I needed this and didn't know it existed (laughs) for days. I hear that so often. Don't worry. So, and how long do you normally, like, how long are you normally in the home for? Like, how many weeks does it normally people get the service or engage? Like, how long do they normally engage your service for after they've had their babes? Uh, so, it's sort of aimed for the first six weeks. That's yeah. kind of the postpartum period, like the official postpartum period. Mm-hmm. But some people sort of don't feel like they need it until they're about six weeks and their partner goes back to work. So, it is quite broad but definitely in those first few months is when they access the service and you're so true often at that like six week mark or even after a month partners go back to work often mother-in-law or mothers kind of tap out a little bit more that have been there helping and that's when mum and babe are often really left on their own absolutely it's so isolating today I think that um like our female employment rate is so high which is fantastic but that just leaves us mums at home alone without our sisters or our auntie to just pop around and check in on us yeah absolutely no I totally wish I'd had the service four times but that's okay I'm not having any more children so I'll have to just recommend it rather than use it myself so next um let's get into the most common things you're asked from mums post-birth as this is not only going to be informative but it's also going to be super reassuring for listeners who are going to be nodding along and knowing they're not alone with the kind of main common questions that you get so what are the most common questions that you get asked from new mums the most common question I really get asked is just is this normal (laughs) with In regards to mums and babies, mums' bodies, mums' emotions, um, babies' temperaments and everything, women just want to know, I guess, that they're not the only ones going through through these struggles. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think just with our society, we've never never grown up around like with the care, helping with the care of a newborn baby or even in that sort of really raw postpartum period with other mums. So we just don't know what's normal and what's not normal. 
And there's nothing worse than worrying if something is normal. Like as soon as someone reassures you that it is, it's all of a sudden like, doesn't need to worry about that again. I won't lose sleep. I'm all good. (laughs) Absolutely. In my mother's circles, I see that all the time. Um, Someone will bring up a question or just an issue or something that they're going through, especially to do with their own bodies or returning to intimacy or something like that. And you really just see, as soon as they mention it and they say it out loud, you see half the room just kind of breathe out a sigh of relief just to go, oh, my God, I'm not the only one going through that. And it's also that moment of, oh, thank goodness someone else asked that. I was way too chicken to ask it myself. (laughs) Absolutely. And that's the thing. Like, I know that in my work as a midwife, it's exactly that. It's often the questions you get asked from mum after mum after mum are the same questions, but they just don't know that everyone's asking the same questions. And I feel like even though we tell them, oh, you know, it's really common, people still probably doubt that, oh, is she just saying that? Is it actually common? You know, am I normal? So it's good to hear again, like someone else in the field also (laughs) reassuring that same questions, everything's normal, but people do ask the same questions all the time. Absolutely. So I am curious, what was the drive, I guess, what made you become a postpartum doula in the first place? Like what kind of pushed you over the line and said, yep, this is it, this is where I'm going? So similar to yourself, I did not know what a postpartum doula really was. Yeah. But I did start to see, I probably just had my fourth baby when all my friends started having their babies, all the friends I was friends with outside of being a mum, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I really saw that basically all of them were struggling. They were all just telling me that they were just having this really difficult time in that sort of zero to four month period. And I remember thinking that there's just something missing. There's a massive hole in our society, I guess, and what, how, how we're supporting these mums um, that's making them struggle like this. Yeah, and absolutely. yeah, it actually, as I said, I didn't know what it was, and. I think it was a Facebook ad for the training or something popped up on my newsfeed and as soon as I saw it, I just thought, you know what, that is the answer and that is exactly what exactly what I want to do. Yeah, and that's the thing. And you would have already been having these thoughts and wondering how you could make a difference or how you could make it easier for people. And all it takes is that one little sign, like which for you would have been seeing that Facebook ad to go, here I am, <laughs> this is it, this is where I'm heading, this is what I need to do with my life. And I'd already, like, I feel like I've been doing this well before I started my own business. It's just that the time to do it, like it was really challenging because I had a family of my own. I was working part-time work, so I didn't have the time to support my friends and family like I wanted to. So I guess, yeah. And then you made it your career, you've made it your passion and turned it into what you were probably doing for free. And now you're actually doing in a more formal sense and actually it made it your business. Absolutely. And it just means I can give more time to these mums as well. Oh, that's so, that's, yeah, it's so awesome. I I wish there was more around or it was more common or more women were really knew who they could reach out to and that the service was available in different parts of the world, really. The next one is going to dig a little deeper and I want to know, how do you think that you're changing the motherhood journeys for the mums that you work with and look after? So I just think going into motherhood um, supported and with a sense of confidence, like being there in the home with a mum, we do a lot of just reassuring they're doing a good job. As I said before, they just want to know, is this normal? Am I doing the right thing? And to have someone beside them just saying, look, you're doing an amazing job and Mm. taking some of the pressures, um, like the normal household pressures that they may experience away from them, just like the little 
little household work or things like that and telling them that they need to rest really just sets them up for such an amazing beginning. And that's the thing, like you mentioned, that reassurance and that like having that person there to actually both reassure you you're doing a good job, but also reassure you that it's okay to need a rest and actually go and take care of yourself and actually be kind to yourself. And sometimes you do need someone after you've had a baby to tell you, pass me the baby, you need to rest because otherwise new mums don't tap out. Absolutely. And it makes it harder. So that is so awesome. And what about with the motherhood groups that you facilitate and organize? Yeah, I love my mother's circles. They're fantastic. Um, So we do a lot of work in them. Well, all the conversations are really just based on motherhood. Yeah. Obviously, um, it's hard to not talk about babies when you've got a room (laughs) full of little babies as well. Birth stories and babies is the most common (laughs) conversation. That's it. But I facilitate them. So I kind of drive the conversation on particular topics and we find that that really helped the mums to open up on things that they probably wouldn't normally think about or talk about Mm. and uh, the feedback is just amazing I just see these mums just really sort of get some time to think about themselves and their transition and I think just like most things when you can reflect on it it really makes it sort of easier and yeah, absolutely. And that's, I think that, I mean, the work you do, including the motherhood groups that you run, is going to be making such a huge difference. So that is just, oh, I love it. Um, I'm a huge advocate for the whole creation of a village. And I mean, for me, I had my first two children when I lived in New Zealand and we were surrounded by friends. I was at an age where most of my closest friends were all having children at the same time. So I literally was in that living and breathing, being in a village kind of vibe. But for my second two kids, I'd moved to Australia. My husband, it was just me and my husband, we didn't have any family and he was working away. So I literally had to try and then make a, I made a small group of close friends, but I still felt very village-less for want of a better term. So how do you think um, with the motherhood groups that you are creating, are those women taking their bond or their village vibe as such outside of the group too and do you think they're actually starting to actually bond in their normal everyday lives and utilize each other's for support absolutely I see them all um like my my groups go for sort of a five-week program and at the end of it they all just want to keep catching up getting together and the amazing thing that I really see is that because we do a lot of talking about ourselves and our deeper thoughts and feelings you sort of see mums connect on a deeper level than let's say at a just a normal play group when you're just following your kids around or something like that. Yeah. And we also do a lot of, I'm very passionate about, there's like a million different ways to raise a child and everybody's doing the best thing that they can. And everybody's going to have, well, there's always going to be a sort of a 180 degree um, different style of parenting to yours. Absolutely. And, yeah. Yeah, we talk about that heaps and just respecting that everyone's doing the best job they can and understanding that, yeah, there's just so many different ways and not to judge the different ways, just to, yeah, take people as a person, not about their choices. And that's the thing, I think, especially when you're faced with those kind of new parent situations, whether it's a group or even through friends and friends and acquaintances or even birthday parties, often you will start to hear the conversation or see this way of the conversation to become a bit of a not a comparison in a bad way, but how are you doing things? That Am I doing it right then if you're doing it that way? Or your baby does this and my baby does that. Whose is right, you know, and whose is not normal and so forth. So it's really good to, like you say with those groups, reassure that there's a hundred different ways to do the same thing. If you're happy and your baby's happy and you're being successful at it, your way's great. Absolutely, yeah. 
Oh man, there is so much more I could ask you. And I feel like it won't be the last time I get you on here to ask you more questions and get more information from you. I'm going to wrap this up and well, the way I'm going to wrap it up is I want to ask you, as I'm, as I do with all my guests on the show, I want to hear your top three tips for navigating your way through the motherhood journey. So what would your top three tips be? If you could only pick three, um, what would they be? Right. So as you basically said before, village, don't do it alone is definitely my biggest tip. Even I'm parenting teenagers now and it's, so much of it is alone because we live in our four walls. But as soon as you can talk to other parents that are doing the exact same thing, or parenting teenagers, everything. I have one myself. <laughs> yeah. So you would know just being around other parents through your whole whole parenthood journey and not just parents, other intergenerations as well. Um, yeah, it just really helps. Yeah, oh, absolutely. No, Village would be on the top one of my tips, I would say, as well. So go, what, what's tip number two? I would have to say probably um, just being balanced in what you do. That's what I always think anyway, that I really need to make sure I balance everything I do as a mum. So whether it's even if it's how healthy I feed my kids, just don't put too much pressure on to do everything 100%. Um, Mm, You've got to find sort of the happy medium for all aspects of your life because you'll find that there's just so many different things that you need to think about and worry about. So yeah, just finding that balance between doing things to the very, very best of your ability or doing them all. Just uh, I actually read something interesting to say that I was reading an article today and one of the things it talked about was the fact that if you focus on all the things you should be doing, you're always going to be failing at something. Yeah. Like you, you have to exactly like what you said, there's, you've got to have a balance. You can't do everything, be everything all of the time. So if one night your kids have chicken nuggets, the next night they have salad, you know, it's yeah. the balance in life. It's keeping things as normal. Otherwise, you'll just go absolutely stir crazy trying to maintain this level of perfection that no one's going to be able to achieve. So we're on the final tip now. What was the um, lucky last tip that you want to impart on the list? Is definitely to look after yourself as a mum. Fill up your cup and remember that you're a person um, outside of your children too and whatever it is, whether it's taking up a sport or joining a book club or something that you can do just to be yourself um, is really important. And if you've got a partner, that kind of means giving them the reins sometimes and not worrying if things aren't done right. Sometimes you just got to let them, let them do it daddy style. And as we said, they might have chicken nuggets for dinner that night and you can give them salad the next night. Yeah, no. And I think that's such a good point too. Like you mentioned, just doing something for yourself and sometimes it can be the simplest things like you mentioned even if it's you play a sport or you go to a certain place every week or you get yourself away for coffee or just something to actually take time away and not feel guilty for it I think that guilt that sneaks in is all too present when people think they're taking time away from their kids and their partners absolutely we could do a whole topic on motherhood guilty for like Oh, I know. I, it's just one of those things where you kind of, I feel like as a mum too, I've grown over time to learn that everything still continues. Like I can take time away. And even if I feel guilty the whole time, it's not going to change the fact that my kids were fine. My husband did it his way. They did their own thing. They were fine. They were happy. And I got out, you know, like yeah. at, at the end of the day, it, it's all normal. It's all, all ends well. You just have to take away that feeling that you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Yep. 100%. And the more you fill your cup, the more you've got to give to your children. That's that's the main part. Totally. 
yeah, they get the grumpy version of you, and I can speak from experience. If you I feel so overwhelmed and you haven't had a chance to actually step away and fill your cup, and they know. I mean, my kids again, like yourself, I've my oldest is a teenager, so they can spot when you're grumpy and or that you know you're stressed or you just need to take time away. And you don't need that. You can just do what you need to do for you to fill up your cup. I love it. So we've got the, the tips with the village, we've got the balance, and we've got the fill your cup. So. Love it. Thank you so, so much for joining me today, Jenna. It's been amazing. Thanks for having me. Um, oh, it's been awesome. And I know that listeners will definitely be able to walk away with some some knowledge into that postpartum stage and what kind of services are out there as well. And I guess the biggest thing, which is probably one of the biggest pushes behind my whole podcast, is to reassure people that what they're going through is normal and other people wonder if they're normal as well. So Jenna, if listeners want to find out how to contact you or more about you, how would they contact you um, on the internet? So they can have a look at my website, which is just beyondbirthdoula.com.au or on Instagram, um, beyondbirthdoula with an underscore after each word, even doula. Perfect. No, I encourage people to jump on and have a look at what Jenna's doing and go from there. So I am going to wrap up today's wee interview and I'm going to thank you all for listening in. And don't forget to jump on um, my social networks too, Welcome to Motherhood Podcast. And also jump on there and let me know how you found today's awesome interview with Jenna. Thanks again, Jenna. Thanks, Natasha. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Welcome to Motherhood Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when each new episode hits the airwaves. I hope you enjoyed it and can walk away with a few key take-home messages to help you make your motherhood journey that little bit easier. See you next time.